This Bible study podcast is a presentation of Sunset Presbyterian Church. For more information, log on to our website at www.sunsetpres.org. For this book and for this uh, year in Bible study, uh, just wanted to say again, happy Mother's Day to those that are mothers out there. Happy aunts, happy sisters, happy, happy, happy grandmas. grandmas. And uh, those that have not experienced it to be a birth mom, but those that love dearly on our little ones, happy. Uh, it's a great time to celebrate, um, even for those mamas that are not here with us anymore, to stop and pause and remember um, how much they meant to all of us. So it was a fun um, day for me. Um, I'm talking to a young mom over here, Carrie, and talking about, yeah, I tried to be laid back, but, but then when Monday hit and I didn't get any of the stuff done that I needed to get on Sunday, and we just don't give ourselves space to stop and to celebrate and feel guilty that we're doing it. And so um, if you had the opportunity to do it, and no matter what you do it, well done, ladies. So just want to share a little bit with you this morning um, as we um, look back on the book of Acts, um, chapter 1 through 28, wow, uh, it was full, it was um, enriching, it was tough to read. But uh, one thing that Paul and the others um, impressed upon me was um, that they knew their audience. And their audience changed depending on where they were and what they were facing. And so I wanted to read to you five perceptions that the outside world out there thinks about us as Christian women, as Christian men, as a church. And what the perception that I'd like you to think about to change over from the perception that they have. But I think we're guilty in some of the perceptions that they have. Perception number one, Christians say one thing but live something entirely different. Could we look at possibly challenging ourselves to look at a new perception? Christians are transparent about their flaws and act first and talk second. Perception number two, Christians are insincere and concerned only with converting others. Could we be challenged with a new perspective? Christians cultivate relationships and environments where others can be deeply transformed by God. Perception number three. Christians show contempt for gays and lesbians. Challenge of new perception. Christians show compassion and love to all people regardless of their lifestyle. Perception number four. Christians are boring unintelligent, old-fashioned, and out of touch with reality. Harsh. Harsh. (laughs) New perception. Christians are engaged, informed, and offer sophisticated responses to the issues people face. We are informed. These are the audience that we're reaching to, the the generation after us that are looking to us. Perception number five, 
Christians are primarily motivated by a political agenda and, and promote right-wing politics. We won't hang there. We won't hang there long, but it's a perception. How about the new perception? Christians are characterized by respecting people, thinking biblically, and finding solutions to complex issues. Number six, a perception. Christians are prideful and quick to find faults in others. The new perception. Christians show grace by finding the good in others and seeing their potential to be Christ followers. I hope your blood's boiling just a little bit, a little indignant, and don't identify with those perceptions. But maybe it's boiling a little bit because you fall into some of those. Those of you who have your Bibles that that brought them today, I would like you to uh, turn with me to chapter 29 of Acts. We'll be taking a look at this this morning for a few minutes. In the message translation, the last few verses of chapter 28, it states, no matter how fascinating, no, Paul lived for two years in his rented house. He welcomed everyone who came to visit. He urgently presented all matters of the kingdom of God. He explained everything about Jesus Christ. His door was always open. John Montgomery Boyce, in his commentary of Acts, stated, No matter how fascinating we may find the histories of Peter, Philip, and Paul. I'm glad you opened up your Bible to try chapter 29. <laughs> Uh, wonder if I caught someone or any of those strong personalities who dominated this book of Acts the subject of Luke's narrative is not the lives of these servants but of God and the gospel ladies you and I might be the only gospel that people read what will your chapter 29 look like Will our life in the public setting, as well as behind closed doors, always be pointing to Jesus? Will our life withstand the persecution of others, inside and outside the church? And how we go about doing that, will it point to Jesus? Will we hold this life so loosely and lead each day with the urgency of matters of the kingdom by pointing to Jesus? Will we be prepared to explain everything about Jesus with humility, stumbling efforts, willingness to say, I don't know sometimes, but let's walk to him together? Will our doors always be open for that opportunity with our enemies, with their perceptions of us, with the possibility of rejection? will our lives always point to Jesus? Who will we be in our chapter 29? Will we be the main character? Who will be our Barnabas? Our Timothy? Our Luke? Or who will be the Barnabas? Or or will you be the Barnabas? The Timothy? Or the Luke?
When others look into our chapter 29, well, we'll be only hanging with our like-minded friends. Or will others find us in Starbucks or the grocery line or waiting rooms pointing others to Jesus? By the way, pointing them to Jesus doesn't require using his name. Will we trust that the Lord knows everything and knows everyone's heart and that we are just asked simply to present the gospel? Will we be able to show others offer of grace and forgiveness in a way that would turn them, whoever them is, from the sinfulness of the world? Would we be about befriending them and on God's timetable alone introduce him to, be, to him? Not ours, but his. Will others see in us courage? Like Peter and John. And realize as we lead our lives that we must have spent time with Jesus. Ordinary women doing unexplainable things through grace. In our chapter 29, will they see boldness in speaking of God? It's word. Will they find the backdrop of our chapter 29 bathed in one heart and mind? Will our chapter 29 be more about what we think is defending Christ, but more about defending ourselves? Perception is reality. More times than not, perception is based on one side of the story. If we are at the center of our chapter 29, then others are going to get a blurred image of Jesus. If we're going to be about defending our stance of being on the right side of things, then others are going to get a blurred vision of Jesus. I don't think Jesus is asking us to be the mama bear for him, nor for anyone else. Because when we go on the mama bear route, and you don't want to see it when I go there, we lose objectivity and direction. What I think he's simply asking us is to be more like him each day. Will our chapter 29 be more than simply saying a prayer, assenting to a statement of belief, and going to heaven when you die? Ladies, you and I are living chapter 29. And how will that impact others around us? Will it portray portray obedience to God rather than to others? Will the purpose of of the activity of our lives be humanly driven or Christ-driven? Will others see in us women full of faith, grace, and the Holy Spirit? Will we be the Lord's chosen instrument to carry his name to Forest Grove, Hillsboro, Beaverton, Portland, Tigard, Tualatin, Lake Oswego, and beyond? In our chapter 29, will we be encouragers of others to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts? Who will we be? 
will we be women of prayer? Women of Sunset Bible Study, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for God is with us in whatever we face. May we be women who consider our life nothing in comparison to finishing the race and completing the task the Lord has given us, the task of testifying the gospel of God's grace. Be on your guard, for you will be persecuted in places least likely that you thought can happen. Be prayer warriors. Be givers. Take courage. You will skin your knees. You will be persecuted. You will win the battle because Jesus has already defeated the enemy. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for a time to come and be thankful in your sight, Lord, and to pause and to reflect about the women around our, each of our tables that poured into us and we poured into them this last year. Father, we thank you for their smiling faces, for their words of encouragement, for their ability to stand with us in our tears, in our laughter, and in our joys. Lord, we give you thanks for women, for we are strong women united together, one heart one mind. Lord, we pray as we continue on today to pause and reflect on the things that we are thankful for. And Lord, even to the point of that, to say we are thankful for the persecution and for the hard times, for the goodbyes, for the unknown, the darkest of the nights when we wonder, do you really see me? So, Lord, in the midst of all of that, you are such a great God, and I give you thanks for those that went before us in Acts and the rest of your word that did not give up, Lord. May we finish the race well, Lord. Wherever we are, what season we are, what we are facing, may we do it well for your glory only. May we be reminded that we are to do what you ask us to do only for an audience of one and none other. I love you, Lord. Thank you for loving us so deeply, always and always. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.